All right. It's good to see you today. Welcome to our Thursday edition of our Journey Through Scripture. My name is Philip Thomas, pastor of Journey here in Elgin, and we're uh, excited to continue our journey through the Old Testament. Uh, at this point, we're moving chronologically through the Bible. Um, so if you re- remember, we're at that place where the exile has, has begun. So we've had Nebuchadnezzar uh, from Babylon has um, come and removed the first wave of exiles, including Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, and Daniel. Um, uh, uh, we know that uh, Ezekiel has been taken um, over there as well. Um, and then you have Jeremiah, who is still uh, back in Jerusalem uh, with uh, King Zedekiah. Um, and what's happening here, we're going to be first looking at Jeremiah 46. We're going to kind of go through quite a few different uh, chapters from Jeremiah. But starting off uh, the last part of Jeremiah 46, there's kind of a... Um, so uh, the exile had happened, uh, the first wave. Um, then King Zedekiah um, kind of started to rebel again. And so the Nebuchadnezzar and the Babylonians came and put Jerusalem under siege, uh, which is just a brutal time. Um, it was uh, a horrible time for the people, but uh, King Zedekiah would not give up, um, even though Jeremiah was telling him, uh, this is what's going to happen. Um, if you want to follow God, you should give up. Uh, but Zedekiah would not. Um, and so Jeremiah uh, chapter 46 talks about Egypt actually comes up to kind of try to help. Um, and so it relieves the pressure for just a little bit, um, but not, not very long. Um, uh, it does, definitely doesn't, uh, push out Nebuchadnezzar, but it does re- give them some, a little bit of relief. Um, it says, uh, Jeremiah chapter 46, starting in verse, uh, uh, 13 says the word of the Lord spoke to Jeremiah, the prophet, how Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, would come and strike the land of Egypt. Um, verse 17 says they cried there. Pharaoh, king of Egypt, uh, is but a noise. He has passed by the appointed time. So there were some that were kind of getting excited. Maybe Egypt is going to bail us out. Right. And Jeremiah as he many times did, kind of threw cold water on that and said, no, uh, he's going to be destroyed too. Um, I love this, verse 20. Egypt is a very pretty heifer, but destruction comes. It comes from the north, uh, talking about Babylon. Uh, also, her mercenaries are in her, in her midst uh, are like fat bulls. <laughs> For they are also turned back. They have fled away together. They did not stand, for the day of their calamity had come upon them. Um, so, again, Egypt uh, comes and tries to, to help, but uh, to no avail. Um, then uh, uh, we, we see that uh, God does remind the people through Jeremiah, um, verse 27, Do not fear. Uh, do not be dismayed, O Israel, for behold, I will save you from afar and your offspring from the land of their captivity. Um, verse 28, do not fear, says the Lord, for I am with you, for I will make complete end of all the nations to which I have driven you, but I will not make a complete end of you. I will rightly correct you, for I will not leave you wholly unpunished. All right, so again, this this, this reminder no, this is, you knew this was coming and I'm going to do it. Um, you know, he, God is going to follow through with his punishment, uh, even though it's going to be hard. Um, so during this kind of lull, um, 
you you have Jeremiah um, uh, verse uh, chapter thirty seven and then verses and then chapters thirty to thirty three, um, and and a few things uh, happen here, and it's kind of interesting because Jeremiah's uh, tone is going to to change uh, a little bit, and um, you have uh, Zedekiah that you know, gets, gets hopeful. Um, it, it talks about that in Jeremiah chapter 37. Um, and, but Jeremiah just continues to give the same old message. Uh, Jeremiah ends up being, uh, thrown in, uh, prison. Um, so, so now the people don't want to hear his message. The King doesn't want him to speak. Um, and uh, I, I thought one thing that was interesting, and this kind of repeats itself in chapters 30 through uh, 33 uh, as, as well. It says, uh, verse uh, 16, when Jeremiah entered the dungeon and the cells, Jeremiah had remained there many days. Zedekiah the king sent and took him out. The king asked him secretly in his house and said, is there any word from the Lord? And Jeremiah said, there is. Uh, <laughs> then he said, you shall be delivered into the hand of the king of Babylon. Right. I, I love how that conversation must have gone. Uh, the king has put Jeremiah in prison so that he couldn't, uh, you know, because the king is telling the people, no, we're going to stand firm and we're going to uh, repel this invasion. Um, and uh, he's using uh, Egypt, you know, coming up as proof that everything may be okay. Um, and so he goes and he's hoping that Jeremiah may have a different message for him. And Jeremiah just gets right to the point. Now you're going to be delivered into the hand of the Babylonians. Um, you uh, can hit in verse, uh, verse, I keep saying verse, sorry, chapter. In chapter 30 uh, through 33, yeah, chapter 30 through 33, you see Jeremiah's, uh, demeanor changed drastically. It's kind of interesting. You know, Jeremiah throughout is, is woe and lamentation, right? But there's always that look forward. And this, these few chapters really talk about that look forward as to what is coming. Um, uh, chapter 30 talks about the restoration of Israel and of Judah. Um, says uh, there in verse 5, We have heard a voice of trembling, of fear, and not of peace. Ask now and see whether a man is ever in labor with child. So why do I see every man with his hands on his loins? Right. So that's where they have been. That's what has been going. Um, but then in verse 8, For it shall come to pass in that day, says the Lord of hosts, that I will break his yoke from your neck and will burst your bonds. Foreigners shall no more enslave them, but they shall serve the Lord their God and David their king, whom I will raise up for them. Therefore, do not fear, says the Lord, nor be dismayed, O Israel, for behold, I will save you from afar and your seed from the land of their captivity. Um, so again, this look forward is okay, but you know, you're, you're going through this very difficult time now, uh, but I will uh, restore you. Um, verse 15, uh, it says, why do you cry about your affliction? This is a, this is a pretty interesting. Why do you cry about your affliction? Your sorrow is incurable, right? It's kind of like, you know what? This is the result. This is the consequence. You know, it's not denying that they're undergoing affliction. They're under the siege and everything like that. It's not denying that, but why are you crying about it? That sorrow is incurable. Your crying isn't going to change that. Uh, it says, because of the multitude of your iniquities, because your sins have increased, I have done these things to you. You know, this is, this is God being a, a stern, good parent, 
right? He warned. He gave chance after chance after chance. Um, but whenever he set the punishment and said, if you cross this line, this is what's going to happen. Um, well, they crossed the line and now they are, uh, experiencing that affliction. Um, you continue, you can read through, um, verse 23. This is definitely much, as you read it, you'll see it's definitely more upbeat. Um, verse 23, behold, the whirlwind of the Lord goes forth with fury, a continuing whirlwind. It will fall violently on the head of the wicked. The fierce anger of the Lord will not return until he has done it, until he has performed the intents of his heart. In the latter days, you will consider it, right? That nothing is going to stop the Lord and what uh, his plans are and what he has set his mind to. Um, uh, chapter 31 um, talks about the remnant of Israel that will be saved. Uh, verse 3 says, The Lord has ab- appeared of old to me, saying, Yes, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness, I have drawn you. Again, I will build you, and you shall be rebuilt, O virgin of Israel. You shall again be adorned with tambourines, and shall go forth in the dances of those who rejoice. You shall yet plant vines on the mountains of Samaria. Um, you know, so just this beautiful poetic language of that, that God still loves them, that he is going to give have mercy on them and restore them. Um, as you continue to read that, it'll talk about the future prosperity uh, of, of Judah. Um, verse 23, thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, uh, they shall again use this speech in the land of Judah and the cities when I bring back their captivity. The Lord bless you, O home of justice and mountain of holiness. And there shall dwell in Judah itself and in all the cities together, farmers and those going out with flocks. For I have satiated the weary soul. I have replenished every sorrowful soul. After this, uh, I awoke, looked around, and my sleep was sweet to me. <laughs> that's that's the most uh, ecstatic, upbeat uh, thing that Jeremiah has ever said. After this, I awoke, I looked around, and my sleep was sweet to me. <laughs> even, even Jeremiah deserved to have a, a good day now and then. Um, so it talks about uh, you know a, a new covenant that God is going to restore uh, the the nation um, to to uh, His original intent. All right, in ver- uh, chapter thirty two, um, it's talking about Jeremiah buying a field. Now this is happening while he is in uh, in prison. Now when we say prison, it's not like today. Uh, he was actually um, basically. Um, put under someone's watch at their their home, and they now he was in prison. He couldn't go out. He was he was a prisoner, um, but he was in someone's home that was watching him. Uh, the king was keeping him quiet, as we talked about just a little bit er- earlier. Um, but he his uh, a family member came to him for him to redeem his land. Um, at that time, it wasn't property the way that we see property. Property was guaranteed uh, to the family, and it would pass down from the the family. It wasn't, uh, it's it's not like you could go and buy someone else's. Um, It was designed to stay within the family. And and so uh, starting in verse 7 of chapter 3, uh, 32. Behold, uh, Hanamel, the son of Shalom, your uncle, uh, came, said, Buy my field, which is in Anathoth, for the right of redemption is yours to buy it. Talking to Jeremiah. 
then Hanamel, uh, my uncle's son, came to me in the court of the prison, according to the word of the Lord, and said to me, Please buy my field that is in Anathoth, uh, which is in the country of Benjamin, for the right of inheritance is yours, and the redemption is yours. Buy it for yourself. Then I knew that this was the word of the Lord. Uh, so he bought the field from uh, Hanamel because the Lord had told him that this was going to happen and to do it. Uh, so uh, Jeremiah uh, uh, buys uh, the house, uh, the, the land, uh, redeems it. Um, verse 15, for thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, houses and fields and vineyards shall be possessed again in this land. Now, as you go through uh, verse 16, uh, starting in verse 16, Jeremiah prays in response to this, because imagine being Jeremiah and seeing the, the landscapes, like, why did I just claim this land? Um, look at all that's going on. You know, what? why would I do this? And so he cries out to God, uh, verse 25, it says, uh, uh, look at all that, that, that has happened. And it says, and then you have said to me, O Lord, buy this field for money and take witnesses. Yet the city has been given into the hands of the Chaldeans, right? So he, he's kind of questioning, was this, is this a smart decision? And then God responds to him starting in verse 26 says, behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? Um, and then he continues on, verse 33, And they have turned uh, to me the back and not the face, though I taught them rising up early, teaching them, yet they have not listened to receive my instruction. So he's talking again what the people have done. Um, then again, 42 says, For thus says the Lord, just as I have brought all this great calamity on this people, so I will bring on them all the good that I have promised them. And the fields will be bought in this uh, land of which you say it, it is desolate without man or beast. It has been given into the hand of the Chaldeans. Men will buy fields for money, sign deeds and seal them, and will take witness in the land of ben Benjamin and the places around Jerusalem and the cities of J Judah and in the cities of the mountains and the cities of the lowland and the cities of the south, for I will cause their captives to return, says the Lord. So God answers Jeremiah's question by saying, is, is there anything too hard for me? Is there anything impossible for me? I will return uh, uh, everything to its rightful place. Um, chapter 33 just kind of talks more about the restored nation of how excellent it will be. Um, verse six, behold, I will bring uh, it health and healing. I will heal them and reveal to them the abundance of peace and truth. And I will cause the captives of Judah and the captives of Israel to return and rebuild those places uh, that I did at first. Uh, then it shall be to me a name of joy, a praise, and an honor before all nations of the earth who shall hear all the good that I do to them. They shall fear and tremble for all the goodness and all the prosperity that I provide for it. Um, then uh, I love down there in verse 11, praise the Lord of hosts for the Lord is good for his mercy endures forever. Uh, it says, and who will, and, and of those who will bring the sacrifice of praise into the house of the Lord, for I will cause the captives of the land to return uh, as at first, says the Lord. Uh, you know, again, just very encouraging word from the Lord. I'm sure Jeremiah is so glad to be writing this down, uh, to be receiving this word um, about how things will eventually work out. Um, Jeremiah chapter 33. Uh, 23 kind of uh, repeats some of this about how uh, Judah will be the branch of righteousness. Um, then Jeremiah chapter 38, so that was 23, 
Then Jeremiah chapter 38 uh, talks about Jeremiah being thrown into a dungeon. Uh, this kind of goes back to that very first that we were looking at at the beginning whenever Zedekiah came and brought Jeremiah out of the dungeon and put him into the court, uh, the, the, which was, again, the, the prison court. Um, well, there was a, a group of guys that they, that they threw him into the dungeon. Uh, it says, therefore, the princess said to the king, please let this man be put to death. For thus he weakens the hands of the men of war who remain in the city and the hands of all the people by speaking such words to them. For this man does not seek the welfare of this people, but their harm. Now, this is really interesting. So Jeremiah is speaking truth. It's not the truth that they want to hear. So their rebuttal is that he doesn't care about the people. He just wants to harm them. Um, you know, we kind of see that today i i feel that that's a that's an easy attack if you don't like what someone says just say well they're just trying to harm people and they don't care about anybody um well that that may not be true maybe what what they're saying is is actually true so jeremiah uh, is in the dungeon but then uh, is removed from the dungeon but is kept into prison um it says, uh, uh, verse 14, then Zedekiah, the king sent, uh, Jeremiah and had Jeremiah, uh, brought to him. Um, he said, I will ask you something, hide nothing from me. Jeremiah said to Zedekiah, if I declare it, uh, you must not put me to death. So Zedekiah, the king swore secretly to Jeremiah says, as the Lord lives who made our very souls, I will not put you to death. Then Jeremiah said to Zedekiah, thus says the Lord, the God of hosts, the God of Israel, if you surely surrender to the king of Babylon's princes, then your soul shall live. This city shall not be burned with fire and you and your house shall live. But if you do not surrender to the king of Babylon's princes, then the city shall be given to the hands of the Chaldeans. They shall burn it with fire and you shall not escape from their land. And then Zedekiah basically says, well, I'm scared. I, I don't want to give up. Um, and, uh, he ends up holding out and, uh, and eventually Jerusalem will be burned. All right. So, uh, next for next time on Tuesday, uh, read Ezekiel chapters eight through 11. So Ezekiel eight through 11 and, and second Chronicles 36. It's just a few verses there in second Chronicles 36. Um, and, uh, yeah, so it, will be, be kind of short that this one, uh, eight through 11 of Ezekiel and then, uh, quite a bit of Ezekiel for next Thursday that, uh, um, if you want to start diving into to that book. All right. We'll see you on Tuesday. Have a great weekend.